Hey, Charlie. Hey, John. How are you doing? I'm all right. How are you doing? I'm doing good. How was your day? Not much. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was still a day, right? <laughs> so. Pretty much. I hear you. So, thanks for wanting to do this show at like the last minute. Sorry about that. <laughs> no worries. I'm used to it. We do. We've been doing okay. a lot anyway, so I'm used to it. <laughs> right, but it's still been fun, though, right? I mean, it's still. Yeah. I, I yeah. still have fun doing these. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So, you know, uh, so tonight we're actually going to be talking about our anticipated movies of 2021. Mine's a little mixed up with 2020 movies that got pushed back, mixed in with 2021 movies. Yeah. What about you? No, like I said, I'm like I, I. There's so much coming out this year. Like I said, I had to pull up a Wikipedia, the calendar. <laughs> I hear you. Maybe there might be something that I might end up being interested in that you that you wind up listing off. Mine's just a mixed Pretty mixed much. bag of everything. <laughs> yeah, I got a lot of stuff I'm excited for this year. Um, um, because again, a lot of it's gonna be on HBO Max, so it'll be able to, like cool. I'll be able to see it and. Exactly. Uh, let's see here. This is actually one of my movies that I've been wanting to, well, since it was announced last year. And that mm-hmm. was the fact James Wan was coming out with a new horror movie called uh, Nell Gilliant, I think that's what it's called. And nobody actually knows what this film is about or anything like that. All we know is the new horror film. But just knowing that this is a new horror film for me, it makes it even that more excited. Um I think it's malignant. I think that's the pronunciation of it, I think. Malignant. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Malignant. Yeah, that's it. Thank you. (laughs) Yeah. But yeah. 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 This one's uh, September. Yeah. On September, this is one of those movies that I was excited for since the announcement. And they didn't Mm -hmm. even give any plot details or anything like that right now. It's pretty much under wraps still, which I find really, you know, usually they wind up leaking some kind of information about this movie, but there has not been any linkage at all when it came down to this James Wan movie. No. And, like, all, all that is is just who's in it, and, um, yeah, who's in it, and then the production details and the release date. Um, exactly. I mean, that's about it. I mean... Then, of course... Um, we're going to talk about, well, we already know about Mortal Kombat. That's both of, on both of our lists. Yeah. But anyways, what's your, what's your number? What You know what? We're not even going to go by numbers tonight. We're just going to go on ahead and just list off some of our movies that we want, that we want to see. Well, for me, if it's number one, it's definitely The Matrix. For me, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm like, like I said, I'm I've I've been like since this they announced that this movie was supposed to, is going to re- bring him back more uh, Neo Keanu Reeves and Carrie Ann Moss's Trinity. I was sold. Like I'm like I'm in. Like like I said, I love the Matrix. Yeah, I was a little underwhelmed with the third one. Um, because my my favorite characters were killed off. And sorry if this is a spoiler alert, but this movie came out in 2003, so everybody had, like, should if you haven't seen it, you should have seen it already. <laughs> exactly. It's open game. Um, but the fact that the, the two of them are back, and originally this movie was supposed to be out last May, and it was supposed to be uh, out the same weekend, on the same day as John Wick Chapter 4, I was like, it was a Keanu weekend. And I was like, 
the only the question is, what do I see first? Because I was gonna tr- take all, I was gonna take the weekend off, and I was gonna go see both both of them on the same day. <laughs> I was because I was so hyped. One. <laughs> yeah, because and then the, the, like, there's no true loser here. The only the like the only the, it's it's a win win. It, it, like I said, the only the winner is a Keanu and b the fans. Um, like, I agree. Like, yeah, I'm like, like I said, I just give me a damn trailer already, like, so I can react to it. I want to watch this movie, and I'm hoping COVID has gone its act together and everybody's vaccinated and we can go back to the theater because I, I, the Matrix is something I have to see in theaters if I can. Same here as well, to be honest with you, man. I mean, yeah. I'm excited for the Matrix, this new Matrix movie. Also, too, you have Keanu coming back. You have uh, Trinity coming back again. I forgot yeah. what her the actress name is that plays Trinity, but you have Carrie Ann Moss. Okay, yeah. So yeah. yeah, for her coming back for this movie. Also, too, you also of course had the Wachowski brothers or sisters. Now that they go by, I think it's just um, one of them. I think it's Lana Wachowski. I think she's the only one that's doing it. Okay. Yeah. It's Lana Wachowski, but it's got a pretty big cast to it too. I mean, it's got it's got a mixture of both returning people of Keanu Reeves, Carrie Ann Moss, uh, um, Jada Pinkett Smith's character is back, and I think the Mary Vingian's character is back as well. But then you have some new characters, like you have um, this like Yaha like Abdumanti. He played um, Black Mantra in Aquaman, and he was also in. Uh, uh, the Watchmen series. He's uh he's playing a character in this one. That they, they we don't know again whose character is, but he's supposed to be in it. Um, Neil Patrick Harris is going to be in this. Um, so and like and and then like this and this scene, the cast like just talk about how like how sur- unsurreal being on set of the Matrix is, and that's like that's giving me hope because obviously they're about to do something we've never seen before, and that's what's gotten me excited. Same here as well. I just thought we, I wish that, that they would actually let us know what that is. So that way it wouldn't be yeah. like the unknown of what, what they're going to be doing. That's different. Yeah. But yeah. it excites me though. I love the first yeah. two films and everything. I loved aspects of the first two films. Let's just put it that way. Of the second film, I liked aspects of it. Then, like, like, of course. Yeah, like, I, I totally agree. Like, part, like, like the, the parts of the first, like, the beginning sequence of the second one was cool when Trinity's being up those, the guys at the, uh, in the parking lot. That was pretty cool. And then her jumping out the window, slow motion. Then it got kind of slow a little bit, and that's, that's fine. But as soon as Neo fought the Hunter Mr. Smiths, which at that time, yeah, you can tell the CGI effects aren't that great. But at that time, to have a hundred of one person, the clones, like no one's done that before. And what that's that sequence for me was just awesome to see Neo take on a hundred Mr. Smiths. I mean, and then of course the big juggernaut that is the highway chase scene. And that thing that thing was just that was one of my dad's all time favorite action sequences was the highway chase scene, because that thing was just incredible to watch. That thing was massive. I remember seeing that when not in theaters, but I saw it on DVD, and it was just mm-hmm. mind-blowing on how much they actually put into it on that scene. And then I think course, either they they built their own – I think they built their own highway for that sequence. Again, yeah. I have to watch it. Like, I, yeah, I think that's what they did, and it was cool because you know, in, they filmed the, the second and the third back-to-back, 
And then, because I think there was an ET special, and I remember my dad and I were watching. It was like the because I, I, I just came home from baseball practice, and I, I hated baseball, but that's that's another story. But <laughs> we were coming, we were coming home, and we were watching, and, we, and then the two of us were just watching the behind the scenes of ET Entertainment Tonight, covering it all about the Matrix. I mean, that's how big this movie was. <laughs> and, right. and like, like, yeah, I mean, like, and like I said, it was, it was great to see, and it was like a. Um, yeah, it was a great movie to see. Another thing, though, too, that I actually want to mention is this. If, you know, John Wick and The Matrix both came out at the same day, some people were just making jokes about the fact that it's a shared universe because John Wick is Neo and everything. So I remember when people were saying, yeah. wait, this could be a shared universe. <laughs> yeah. Well, it technically could because there's people were like reading into that when the, during the final sequence in the third movie, one of the buildings it was was like very like dusted and stuff. They said that looked like the Continental. <laughs> <laughs> but you, like you said, it's a win-win situation. I'm excited yeah. because we're getting a John Wick movie and everything, but not on the same day. That's a bummer. Yeah. But at the yeah. same time, I'm excited that we're actually getting a Matrix Four. So that excites yeah, me. Yeah, not a reboot. Yeah. So let's see here. From my number two, I actually have a Quiet Place Part Two, which was supposed to be out last year. It got pushed back to this year. I really liked the Quiet Place Part One. It was more of a slow paced apocalyptic kind of movie with little dialogue. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and I found that really fascinating. Not only that, but the girl that the little girl that's in the movie is actually deaf. So mm. you're having yeah. to do this horror movie where this girl is deaf and these alien-like creatures are over there crawling around and she can't hear them. And then you also have, of course, uh, who who was in that movie? I, I know it was a husband and a wife. Emily Blunt and Sean Krasinski. Yeah. And they're actually, get this, Emily Blunt's character is actually pregnant and so now she has to try and be quiet while giving birth. Yeah. During this whole entire thing. This movie, the very first one was really good. Uh, some people were like, well, I didn't like the ending. To me, the ending was fine. I really liked the pacing of the film and everything. And it intrigued me to actually want to see a second film just to see mm-hmm. the setup of what this town went through before the events of the first movie. And that's exactly what it looks like that we're getting. Yeah. I know that you're not much of a horror fan or anything like that. I, 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 I saw, yeah, I watched The Quiet Place when I, I saw it. It was, in, it was like, like I said, I don't typically watch those movies, but I love, I like John Krasinski and I like Emily Blunt. So I was, I was, I was like, yeah, let me give this shot. It was entertaining. Um, I'm intrigued how about the, how they're going to do a Quiet Place 2, a part two, because reading a lot of behind the scenes stuff of it. Like, I think the sequence of her, like Emily Blunt driving the car backwards, um, that was straight up her, like straight up, like no stunt doubles. That was her, and because I think it was like, like because Krasinski was telling her, like, "Are you sure you want to do it?" Like, yeah. And he's like, "She guys, do we need to do it again?" And he's like, "No, you did it." So I think it was like some behind the scenes stuff is kind of interesting to read up on. Um, I'm gonna have to read into fact, that. Yeah, I think I read that a while ago. Um, okay, so what do you have for your number two? All right, my next one on my list. I've been waiting for this movie for a while. No Time to Die, yeah, the new Bond movie. 
like I've been waiting for this since I saw the first trailer for it and like came out last year. Like a bunch of my colleagues at work were like were, were huge James Bond fans, and then I was like one of my uh, my colleague who he's a supervisor because I, t- I talk with movies with him like all the time. I was like telling him you gotta watch this trailer, and and then and, and like he he came back to me. This movie's gonna be awesome. Like the this the the opening deliver like that you start the trailer starts off in a car chase and she's like, why would I like in the girl from the last one? Um, and I have some theories of how I think this is gonna play out. Could be wrong, but I think I think like and then a couple of my my buddy like my co- uh, friends at work too also kind of agree with me on this. But like this the delivery is like, why would I ever betray you? We all have our secrets. We just haven't gotten yours yet. Or just the delivery that Daniel Craig did. I'm like, oh no, he's pissed. Like, 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 some, like, and he's pissed. And some theories, I think this movie is going to sense it's going to be like, like, sort of like a, an on, Ma- on Her Majesty's Secret Service kind of idea in which I think the girl's dying like early on in the movie. Like, the, uh, the, uh, um, I can't, uh, um, yeah, the, the, uh, the Leia Sadoks, um, her, whatever her name is. Yeah. The, the, the his love interest i think she's dying early on in the movie like maybe like first maybe 45 minutes or so i i, I she's not going to be to the end i'm pretty sure about that um you see i so, like yeah. the fact that we have more of a pissed off bond and not only that but oh. daniel craig now feels like he's actually in the character before yeah. i didn't re- inspector you can definitely tell he was bored with the role you can definitely tell he was tired of He's like Danny yeah. Lover and Lethal Weapon. I'm too old for this shit. <laughs> kind of feel to it, you know. I still like but, I still like Spectre because technically that movie has the Guinness World Record for world's largest explosion in the movie. Yeah, I can. For me, it just it didn't do anything. Even with the Guinness Books of World Records, I also didn't like the Batista uh, fight. I was actually expecting him to be the main antagonist, but he was only like a secondary character. I was expecting yeah. a lot more from it, to be honest with you. But this, I mean, it's lot, I mean, to be honest, it's a lot. Yeah, it's a lot better than Quantum of Solace. <laughs> Anything's better than Quantum of Solace, to be honest. Yeah, I, yeah, I know. I, I know. I was a huge fan of Spectre. I liked it. I mean, I, I mean, like, it, it's it had, it had it did what it needed to do. It entertained me. It, it it was a it was a good lane for a Bond movie. It actually introduced like. Christoph Waltz is Blofeld, which I, I'm familiar with. Again, it did what it needed to for me. I was entertained, but this the No Time to Die looks absolutely like phenomenal, and like the the action looks ramped up. I mean, I, mean, I think the girl that that she's ta- like the uh, the one that's taken over as 007 before Bond gets back in there, like she she's like taking no crap from anybody, and she's like, um, stay in your lane, Commander Bond, or I'll take your I'll take out your knee. The one that works, or just the, and then uh, of course the uh, Daniel Craig's reuniting with um, his uh, his partner like uh, from uh, that uh, Knives Out movie, the uh, the the maid Ana oh, de yeah. Amas. She she's um she she's one of the uh, girls in this too, and like just some of the sequences you've seen in the trailer, like she's pulling out du- dual Uzis and like or a pistol. She's like you're late <laughs> or whatever. It's like oh okay, so Magda's gone better. <laughs> <laughs> And but, uh, you see, this is this is what I'm excited about. I feel like I said, yeah. I feel like um, Daniel Craig is back as Bond. He actually he's yeah. learned into the character again. He's a pissed off Bond, which is something that has going for me. 
Then also, too, another thing that it has going for me, it has that fun style of over-the-top action from a James Bond film that actually feels yeah. like a James Bond film. You have machine guns attached to the guy's car. He's going around in circles, shooting everybody yeah. with the machine guns and everything. This has gadgets in it. It has everything you want in a James Bond film. He's going to retire the James Bond character while he's on top this time. And also, too, we have Rami Malek in this film, who's actually going to be the main villain. Which makes me yeah. even more excited to actually to see what he's gonna do. Yeah, because he's a great actor if he's put in the right role. Even though we didn't really care for him that much in the little things, he is a great actor. Yeah. But is there anything else that you wanted to add to No Time to Die? No, I'm just ready for it to come out. Um, like the the the, the delays. I can see the delays, but I mean, at some point you just gotta either. Release it in theaters or find a streaming service and put it on there for us to watch. Right. Because hey, you put it on the streaming service, then you're gonna make make sure you put it on DVD too. Because whatever it's on, I'm gonna I'm gonna be I, I could like yeah, like whatever it's on, I'm gonna I'm buying it. I mean, I have them. I'm like I gotta buy this one. That that, that this this is like <laughs> yeah. Just just release the movie already. Exactly. Charlie wants to go and see No Time to Die. So go ahead and release that movie right now. As a matter of <laughs> fact, I want to see that too. Uh, so <laughs> the next movie I have is another movie that, matter of fact, it was actually supposed to come out last year, but it's getting pushed back to this year. And it was actually Jordan Peele's produced movie, Candyman, the reboot. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm excited for it, to be honest with you. I like the very I like the first two Candyman movies and things like that, mm-hmm. but I really like the way Jordan Peele. You can definitely tell, even though he's a producer on the film, that his hands are in this and everything. And I definitely like the little shadow puppets that he did for the teaser trailer, and uh, doing like an introduction to who Candyman is about law being corrupt and everything. And about uh, the law and everything, it, it, it was really good and intriguing on the way he actually told the legend of Candyman through puppets, through shadow puppets. So I really like that aspect. And then, of course, you know, the girls don't. There's in a there's even a trailer part where uh, the girls don't even believe that there's a Candyman or anything like that. They say his name five times, and of course, you know, they wind up being pretty much they're dead. <laughs> so. But I'm I'm just interested at in the fact that this is a new way of telling a story to Candyman. We're actually going to have the original Candyman in the film, and then after that, he's passing the reins on to another actor, which I'm really excited about. So that's what I'm excited about for Candyman, the reboot. I know that not that many people are really that excited for it or anything like that, but for me, I'm excited. I'm actually intrigued to see what's going to happen with this one. So what do you have for your number three? My next one, I got uh, Fast 9, the new Fast and Furious movie. Um, <laughs> like I said, I, 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 like, I, like I said, I was, I, 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 the first couple when they first came out, I didn't like them. But once the, once they did the fourth one, when they re- brought back Paul Walker, and then, and then that story was it, and they brought, that's when they brought in Gal Gadot to the, like, to the foray. That's when the movies got good for me. Mm. And then I've been watching them since. But this new one is like, it looks it looks good. Looks entertaining. I mean, it's your typical fast movie. I mean, hey, like I said, because we haven't had one since uh, like well, with this crew since 2017's uh, Fate of the Furious. But this one you got 
Yeah, um, it's more like you got like Vin Diesel in it, but then again, you got John Cena's in it, and I'm I'm a John Cena fan. But seeing him play Dom's brother, that's more that's younger and agile. And then of course you got Charlie staring back, and she was. I'm a huge fan of her, so and she plays great villains. And then, like I said, I'm just intrigued to how this goes. And I'm also intrigued because they're bringing back fan favorite Han. And I'm like, how? <laughs> okay, so that's – I was sold on the trailer up until they sold, showed me Han. Because I was pissed off when they showed me Han, to be honest with you. If you actually listen to my podcast episode whenever I was doing the review on it, yeah, and everything because I love the Fast and the Furious movies because of the fact that it's just good popcorn filled time. I I can turn my brain off for two and a half hours and just zero in on the screen watching these guys do some insane stuff. But then they show me Han, and that ruined it for me because of the fact that why are we? Why did we even get a revenge plot with? Dominic and Jason Statham if they were just going to bring him back you lost the full connectivity to that character the emotional attachment to that character to where I no longer care if he's alive or dead now that just ruined it for me that scene alone in Tokyo Drift when everybody's crying because Han died and everything is now over like I said I'm intrigued but I think like I said the way they shot that sequence, that when you go back and look at it, it's again I'm I'm just going in like this night m- m- that there's a couple like there's at least some time where you could have gone out, and then they, like I said I think because they've been trying because the last I think you had the sixth one that's directed by Justin Lin, then Justin Lin went to do another movie or whatever he was going to do, and then you had a different director come in. I think James Wan did the Theory 7, and he was trying to pick up what what was going on. Again, like I said, I think there's a lot, and then the fact that you got Justin Lin back to do this one, maybe, but then again, because they kept saying, like, like in Hobbs and Shaw, like, like, like uh, um, Deckard, he was saying, I've done some things that, I, like, that I'm not proud of because I think maybe it wasn't, like I said, Deckard got revenge. But then again, maybe it's because, like, there's somebody higher up working with, like, like I said, if you've seen, seen Hobbs and Shaw, you can kind of, like, you're trying to piece together when does this make place. So there may be somebody, like, again, they're trying to make it, like, a spies. But, like, again, I'm questioning things that shouldn't be. But I, I, I'm interested how they're going to bring him back because, I, like I said, I mean, I because I could see how. Because then again, because everybody thought Letty was dead, and then they go like, "Oh, that makes sense." You see, Letty's thing made sense, but this, yeah, it doesn't technically make sense because we don't know yet. Story. We we, we, we well, only we've only gotten the one trailer, and and this movie was supposed to be out last April, and then it got COVID pushed this back to May. Um, if that happens, like, as I can see, it gets delayed again. So I'm interested how this is gonna work. Um, but I mean, I don't like, this is something, this is like one of my guilty pre- pleasure movies. Like I, I'm watching mm-hmm. them. I'm like, I don't care. The action like looks it. absolutely insane. I mean, I'm going to see it. I mean, like, it's like, like Whoa. I said, I'm, in, I'm intrigued with bringing Han back, but I think they need, they might want to fill the void because they haven't been the same since Paul Walker died. And that's, that's no. like, that's a bummer because I, I liked him. Same here as well. And even in Fate and the Furious, though, too, it just felt like Paul's presence was missing. 
Yeah. Uh, as well. But with this, you know, I'll probably check it out once it's actually on HBO Max or something. Because for me, it's just, don't get me wrong, I used to love this franchise a lot. I don't I don't know if you remember me loving the franchise or anything like that. But for me, with this, with Han, unless there's actually a good explanation on why he's back, it's just like, I don't care. <laughs> but that's just me. Because I, with that whole entire thing where you had an emotional attachment to the character, then you actually have, uh, in Hobbs and Shaw, you have Shaw um, actually saying, I did some things that I'm not proud of, and he's actually redeemed for what he did to Han. And now you're going back and doing this, and it seems like all that was for nothing. But that's just me. Well, we don't know yet. We don't know the whole... We only seen the trailer, so we can't really... We're just speculating right. until we actually watch it. So maybe there might be a good explanation. But then again, like like you said, I mean, Han, like, maybe Han... Like, Han knows, like, he... Like they're, they, again, I don't know. Then again, you got Justin Lin back doing these, and once he... Once he once he got, he got back when he did the four four five and six, five is like one of the best best ones of the series, and then six five. is action. Yeah, five was awesome. Six was like just as good too. I mean, it's like it's just like, I mean, I I'm like until like I'm until I'll prove it otherwise. I'm still gonna watch it. Like right. I like Justin Lin. I think he's the guy that knows how to do this, and he and the action this was absolutely insane in this one. And getting John Cena as, as Dom's brother. I mean that 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 that's kind of cool. All right. Yeah. What's your next one? Mine is going to be the Ghostbusters reboot. Okay. Even even though that was pushed back, like I said, mine's like a mix, mixed bag with everything. Yeah. And the reason why I, I want to see this is this actually feels like the cartoon that I grew up in, grew up with. You know, it has the Gatling gun outside of the hearse. Not only that, but you also have Paul Rudd in this movie. You also have a lot going on for it. You don't have to do any callbacks to the original Ghostbusters or anything like that. It can be its own entity without having to do anything, which makes me even that more excited. You do have a couple of cameo roles and stuff like that, probably with the original Ghostbusters, but it's not going to feel as forced as it was with the Melissa McCarthy movie and things like that. I, and here's the thing. The Melissa McCarthy movie was not as bad as what people were making out for it to be. But you can't exactly plaster that on a poster. It's like, come see our movie. It's not as bad what people think. But Chris Hemsworth was the highlight of the movie for me. That he was hysterical. Chris Hemsworth as the yeah. intern or as the secretary. He's like, oh, um, welcome to Ghostbusters. Go beep yourself. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, with this, I like the fact that it's something different. And also, too, it also feels like the animated cartoon version of Ghostbusters, which I grew up on. So that's what it has working for me. And I'm excited to to, to really dive into this new Ghostbusters movie because I'm a huge Ghostbusters fan. Mm-hmm. I had all the Ghostbusters action figures. I even had the firehouse. I had uh, the Halloween costume. I was I was decked out with everything with Ghostbusters. Yeah. So, um, so what do you have? So, what do you think about Ghostbusters? Are you excited for that one, or is that just like on your little list to move off to the side and you'll catch it later? I'm just wondering. I think it might be one of those catch the later's. Um, I guess I haven't seen 
the first two. Uh, I've seen bits and pieces, and I've seen the end. Um, I'll watch them at some point. It's just, like, they just haven't been on my, like, must-be list as of right now. So, like you said, I mean, again, I'll probably catch it when it's on, like, when I get it at my local library or something. Like, nothing I'll probably pay money to see or anything. Okay. So, what do you have on your on your list next? Another one I'm looking forward to is uh, another movie that was supposed to be out last year is Free Guy, the the, okay. the the Ryan Reynolds movie. Oh my god, this movie! Like, I'm a gamer. All this like is this coming out at me? If it's like Fortnite meets Grand Theft Auto, and it just it just absolutely looks absolutely hysterical. And this is like again, I, I I'm I'm a Ryan Reynolds fan, so I'd probably would I I was gonna go see this regardless, but it's just the trailer just looks hysterical, and it's like two different stories, and then you got Taiki Waititi is in this no, one as Taika well, Waititi. yeah, Ta- Taika Waititi, um, he's he's the guy, that, he, he's the game designer that's gonna shut down the game that Ryan Reynolds is a part of, and then I think uh you have like the main bad like the girl from Killing Eve is in it, and she's like like this is the one sequence that's just so is just hysterical. It was like he's like, is that a clock in your pocket? No, it's two Glocks. <laughs> and you see, that's actually on my list though too because I'm also a gamer, and I also like the. Yeah previews of it though too of the trailer where ryan is just happy yeah ryan is just happy and go lucky like nothing's even bothering him there's cars blowing up like it's another typical day uh, buildings are collapsing but in his world yeah. everything is just fine and dandy and that's what i like yeah that's what i find intriguing about this and you can't get another director to direct this than taika watini no no I, he's not directing it he's just in it um oh, i yeah. think sean okay, okay. Sh- yeah sean levy's the director Okay, I knew that Taika was in it in some aspect, but I wasn't sure if he was yeah. like the director or anything yeah. like that. I just and I also like the, uh, the 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 preview before like like the behind the scenes. It was like the cast were all interviewing each other, and Ryan Reynolds and Taika. Um, Taiki was talking with each other and talking about I'm like, man, I always liked working with Ryan. Re- like, always want to work with Ryan Reynolds and that. And then the cast member was like, wait a minute, you two were in a movie together, and I'm like, no, we weren't. Green Lantern, and I was like, Green Lantern? Was he in that movie? And I looked at it like, oh my god, they both were in Green Lantern together. <laughs> they were, and I liked how they were playing off each other, like, no, that wasn't me. I didn't have anything to do with Green Lantern. They're, 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 they're trying to get rid of that movie, like, out of existence. <laughs> As a matter of fact, there was, did you see the news clip for today about, um, there was rumors and yeah. speculations about Ryan Reynolds? It's Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, it might be appearing as Hal Jordan again. Yeah, he's came Jordan out and said, and he's came, "Yeah, he's come out and said no." But right. I wouldn't be surprised if he does show up in it. I mean, you got four hours to kill. I mean, <laughs> you might as well. Like, I mean, and it's and then it's the news about the, the like going off Justice League about how like various like a studio exec from Warner Brothers was saying this the Josh Whedon's Zach, um, Justice League movie was shit. I'm like, thank you. It's not just the fans watching it. And even Christopher Nolan was telling, like, he called up Zack Snyder and told him, don't see this movie. Mm-hmm. Like, if you have Christopher Nolan tell, tell calling you up, telling you not to see this movie, then that says something. <laughs> Exactly. It's not a nice studio executive at that point. It's a director who works for Warner Brothers that's telling another director, do not even waste your time seeing what they did to your movie. Yeah. But 
you know, it'd be funny though if, if they wind up doing it. If you know how there's actually another besides how Jordan as the Green Lantern, there's actually another Green Lantern named John Stewart. Yeah. So you know, it would be funny if Ryan Reynolds goes on ahead and and kills off his own character for Hal, and then John Stewart takes over. Maybe. <laughs> I can see him doing that, you know? It's like, okay. Well, yeah, I mean, he I'll be he did it already. Technically, he shot himself in Deadpool 2. You're welcome, Canada. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, what's your yeah. next one? Let's see. I actually have The Conjuring 3, The Devil Made Me Do It. That's a funny and... title. That's a funny title, The Devil Made Me Do It. <laughs> okay, so this is actually going to go outside the realm of their haunted house thing this time they're mm-hmm. actually going to be investigating a crime and the guy who's act- who's in prison is blaming the devil for committing the crime so mm-hmm. what what these two uh, paranormal people have to do now is trying to prove that this guy is really innocent or if the devil really made him do it so i like the fact that it's something different i like the fact that it's not centered around haunted houses anymore I also like the fact that there's another director in place of James Wan now. Instead of him, at first, I wasn't sure if I was going to actually think that it, I, after I saw the trailer and everything, I was actually sold on this other guy being the director. But I like the fact that it makes you think mm-hmm. about the fact that this guy really committed this uh, the murder or if he didn't or if the, you know, if, the, if the devil really made him do it. So it's all about trying to prove somebody's innocence using paranormal investigators to actually prove his innocence which is actually something mm. that i found intriguing because yeah. i never i never heard of a horror movie doing something like that what do you think of the title and everything yeah i haven't seen any of the conjuring movies and again they just didn't seem of like i remember working when we had them but i just never saw them and this is honestly it's like not something i'd probably would watch because again i'm not really big fan of jump gears to be honest with you, the jump scares are not cheap jump scares where there's like paint by the numbers where you're expecting the jump scares. Mm-hmm. Um, the whole reason why I like the first two films, I don't like the spinoff films at all. The f- spinoff films, forget them. Just go in watching The Conjuring 1 and Conjuring 2. There's no mm-hmm. background noise to let you know that there's something spooky coming behind the door or anything. There's nothing to let you know that there's something coming up. It's all built on this tension. It's a slow burn horror film of this paranormal investigation that's going on. And that's what I liked about it was because of the fact it wasn't a paint-by-your-numbers kind of thing. It was a slow burn mm-hmm. kind of movie. Once that um, tension is is there, it releases at a good point. It's, it's a fantastic – the first two films are fantastic in my opinion. But that's just a little something if you actually want to go and visit – the Conjuring One and Two, because of the fact that it's not built on cheap jump scares, not a paint by yeah. the numbers kind of typical horror film. So check it out if you guys want to check it out. My next so, one on my list, um, I got Black Widow. Yeah, yeah I got the, I got yeah. that on my list too. Yeah, I'm. I'm like I said, it's it's a Marvel movie. I was gonna watch it anyway, but it's you get we're gonna Black Widow movie. I mean, she's awesome, and I, like I said, I mean, I'm interested in about the timeline of everything. It's just. Yeah, she's like I said. I want to know more. This is the one spinoff. I'm like, I'd be okay with. Not they're not they're not doing spinoffs for the sake of spinoffs. No, this is one we're like we know so much about her past, but we haven't gotten to see it. Now we'll actually right. get to see 
some capacity and there's like and then like i said some of the characters are already getting like i know that uh florence Pugh's characters already get gonna be appearing in other Net, uh disney plus shows so again like you got pretty much in a sense is like really this is the kickoff of the brand new uh the new the new face and in the, the mcu because we haven't had a marvel movie since endgame i think exactly yeah it's and since yeah endgame. yeah and like yeah like like i said we're kicking off the new face so i'm like okay it's a new face i gotta start watching because i want to know because they're gonna be they're gonna be doing stuff um, and this is not the old, technically we're, we're going to be getting a lot of Marvel movies this year. We're getting at least four, I think. Yeah, at least four. We're getting Widow in May. Then the then you're getting the uh, um, Shan Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. So yeah, that that one that that's like more of the kung fu stuff, and that's going to be kind of cool for Marvel. That was that's in July. Then I believe in November we're getting the Eternals. Um, and that's 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 a huge movie. You got a huge cast for that. And then then we're ending it in December with the Untitled Spider-Man Far From Home sequel, um, which I'm excited for. Yeah, I am too. Um, and I'm not I'm not buying with Tom Holland saying by saying that by Andrew Garfield and to- uh, Tobey Maguire is not in this movie. Um, I'm pretty sure that they're going to be in the movie. They're just just not telling Tom Holland because he'd spoil it. But you know what though. Uh, did you see the news reports a couple of months back where Tom Tom's came out and said that Marvel won't let him, won't uh, tell him anything? Yeah, I thought that was funny. I was like, well, he does leak more information than the mom does. I'm just gonna be yeah. honest. But yeah, what intrigues me with this Black Widow movie is the villain is named Taskmaster, and Taskmaster can actually mimic other people's moves. And copy other people's moves, and he actually knows what the, how that person's gonna move before they even think that uh, think um, think about striking the person, striking Taskmaster. So that's actually, yeah. so that's why I'm actually intrigued. They actually have a good villain to the point where he's gonna be actually hard to deal with, someone to to actually battle with. Also, too, I want to see. I'm hoping that we see at the very end a Hawkeye. Um, cameo where we actually know what happens at band uh band um Budapest. oh yeah because yeah. i really want to know what happened okay. yeah yeah budapest i want to know about that um yeah like i said i'm just looking at the cast list from wikipedia and there the articles that uh, tom holland deny and i'm like okay <laughs> why are you ha- i'm like why are you having electro from amazing spider-man 2 in this movie why are you having Mag- uh, Dr. Doc Ock in this movie? From and they're from two separate Universe. movies, right. universes. They're still they're in this movie, and and you're saying the other two aren't. I'm like, no, I think I think I think they're both in this because obviously there's this is going to have correlation to. Doctor, the new Doc, um, Doctor Strange movie directed by Sam Raimi. Who? What do you know? Yeah, he directed Spider Man Two and Spider Man One and Spider Man Three. So, I'm thinking they're going to be in this movie. Um, I'm not. Bu- I'm not buying what Tom Holland saying because he's he's a, he's a liar, unfortunately. <laughs> but like, like I said, I mean the fact that yeah, he, that he's saying he's den- he denied it. I mean, I'm like, I think I think they're in it. They're gonna. They may not be the whole movie, but I think they're showing up to set up 
what happens in the new Doctor Strange because I think they're doing multiverse. I really think we're doing multiverse here. Yeah, it's going to be multiverse of madness for Doctor Strange, which is going to introduce us to Nightmare, which I can't wait. God, cast like, Keanu uses that. <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know who's going to be playing Nightmare, but I'm hoping. Yeah, I don't know. That it's, uh, but he's like the Freddy Krueger of the MCU, where he eats people's dreams. Yeah, and it's a horror-filled kind of movie, and that's what I've been wanting from the MCU. And I love Nightmare. Nightmare is my favorite villain, but aside from, uh, of course, uh, Morbius is actually my other favorite character, villain character as well. So mm. those are the two villains that I really like from the Marvel Universe, aside from uh, Venom, of course, because I like Venom. And speaking of Venom, I forgot, is that movie coming out this year or in 2022? Uh, it's, uh, it's this year. It's okay, so uh, can I see the the one that one like the date I'm looking here? I think it's summer. Um, let me just scroll through. It's June, yeah, it's June twenty fifth. Yep. <laughs> so I'm excited for that one too. I'm gonna be honest with Stay you. Here. I'm excited. I I, yeah. I was I was pleasantly surprised when the first Venom came out. That was entertaining. I, a I wanted it to be R. But what they did with PG, like they stay, they still made a good movie as PG thirteen. I mean, I thought that sequence where uh, where Tom Hardy got saved by his ex and she's the Venom. <laughs> yeah, and then he's like, and then, and then like him making her making out with him to give him back his powers. I thought that was hysterical. <laughs> that was hysterical, and then also too, when he eats that person, you can actually you can see that person being eaten. So... Yeah. They did give us what we wanted. It's just a less blood splatter than what we thought it was going to be. Yeah. So, so you know, I, I, I liked the very first one. And, they, and not only that, but even though the villain was kind of weak, where he didn't really mm. have that much, that many layers to him, yeah. I still enjoyed Venom for what it was. Yeah. Now, to have Carnage versus Venom, I'm excited for it. I'm excited. To see I, think this, I, think this I think this is going to be I think this is going to be R. You got a different director. You got Andy Circus directing this, and then you got Woody Harrelson. I think he's gonna be. He's a great. He he, he looks the part of Carnage. And there's speculation <laughs> Spider-Man will show up in this. We'll see. Um, like I said, I'm, I'm excited for. It. Like I mean, so there's a, like a lot of the stuff that hopefully they come out this year. Hopefully, I, I mean, hope I so. still got still got plenty others that I'm going for the list that I'll probably just just read off some of the ones other movies I'm excited for um, this year. Um, but you can go to your next one. Okay, so mine is going to be Spiral, the Book of Saw. Yeah, I'm familiar and with I'm, I'm I'm intrigued on this one. Very intrigued. I am too, to be honest with you. Number one, you have Chris Rock who pitched an idea to the studios to make this movie. Mm-hmm. And that was something that I was not expecting, a comedian pitching a, sto- a horror story to a studio, even though it was Jordan Peele that did it with uh, Get Out. But to see yeah. him pitch a, a story, Chris Rock, to pitch this horror movie for Saw and everything, and doing a different retelling than what we got, I'm actually mm-hmm. I'm excited. And But the only thing I want to see from Samuel L. Jackson is, and everything, I want him to say, do you want to play a game, motherfucker? That's the only oh, yeah. thing I want him. That's what I want to hear him say. But I'm excited yeah, yeah. about this movie. Mm-hmm. 
Oh, yeah, I am too. Like I said, I like once I saw the when I watched the trailer and hear, hear him say that, I'm like, oh, this is perfect for him. But it's like, yeah, it's it's essentially it's the ninth installment. They said, where's um, he's where um, the synopsis is working in the shadow of an esteemed police veteran. Um, obviously, Sam Jackson dies. Um, obviously, <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, you know, he's gonna go out in style though. He's gonna drop. Some He's gonna say, "You want to play a game, Mother Beeper," and then he and he dies. But this from it says, "Working in the shadow of an esteemed police veteran." Maybe, I mean, it's. I think that's what it sounds like. Um. Anyways, brash detective Ezekiel, Ezekiel Zeke Banks and his rookie partner William Schnick take take charge of a grisly investigation into mirrors that are eerily reminiscent of the city's gruesome past. Unwittingly trapped in a deeply like a deepening mystery, Zeke finds himself at the center of the killer killer's morbid game. Um, I think this is not this is not a reboot. I think this is an essential continuation in the in the uh, in the environment. Right. This is a different retelling. Is what it is. Yeah, I think. Yeah, it's like I think it's 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 since Saul's canon, so I think I think this is within it. So um. This is un, 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 like somebody's like talking about. Um, um, this is the Lionsgate CEO said. We think Samuel Jackson, Chris Rock, and of Max Mahina and Marisa Nichols make this film make, make this film completely special in the Saul canon. We cannot wait to unleash this unexpected and sinister new story on fans of the franchise. This is next level of Saul on full tilt. Um, so. Yeah, so, so this is um, it's like, the director. Um, yeah, no, somebody said I think he might be a producer. He said we'll also confirm that the ninth installment will exist in the same canon as the previous eight films and will not be a reboot, nor will it be a direct sequel to Jigsaw. Like I said, just a good continuation, which I'm which I'm fine with, which is also yeah. a good uh, new telling of a story. I'm excited for this movie. I wanted to see it last year and got pushed back. So, what do you have for your next movie? All right, let me look for the list. Um, Suicide Squad. Okay. Yeah, that's actually on mine, too. (laughs) Yeah, definitely Suicide Squad. Um, Because even said Stallone's supposed to be in this movie, too. No idea whose character is, but according to Wikipedia, he's listed in this movie. I find that funny because he was actually he was in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two. Yeah, and to see him in this other comic book movie makes me even more excited to see. Uh, and that's not Sly yeah. in it. And that's not his only comic book movie. He's in another one in June called Samaritan. Oh, what's that about? Um. So essentially, uh, Samaritan is an upcoming American superhero thriller, thrill, starring Stallone. Um, it's it, it's a, essentially it's described as a dark new take on superhero movies. It's um, a young boy comes to the realization that a, f- a famed superhero who was fought to have gone missing after an epic battle twenty years ago may still be in re- may still be around. Um, that's all that's known. Um, it's coming out in June. Um, it was supposed to be released last December, like last December eleventh and November twentieth, but they pushed it to June fourth. But um, it, I don't. Like know much of it other than that. It's like starring Stallone, so I'm like, I'm in. Okay. So, what um, makes you excited for the Suicide Squad movie? 
it just looks awesome. Like, I mean, you just got, like, like I, I, it's something new. You got a great director, James Gunn, who's known to do these huge ensemble action, like, sci-fi movies or, or comic book movies. I mean, he, what he did with Guardians of the Galaxy, I'm like, an R-rated guy to do what he did with Guardians is just incredible. And and the cast is huge for this movie. And like I said, from the, the snippets I saw, like, like I'm, I'm excited. I mean, you got, like, and you get some of these characters I don't even know, but I'm excited to know. But you got your returning people of Harley Quinn, who I'm a huge fan of, and Margaret Roby's back. Um, you got uh, you got Rick King Flag Shark. back. Yeah, King Shark. I mean, um, I'm only I'm only bum, bummed out, even though they officially they kind of like can't fit him into this movie, but we'll get him in in the next one as uh, Kite Man. Hell yeah! I mean, we need some more Kite Man. Um, but no, that this what I've seen from the snippets of it. Seen King Shark about to eat some guy. You got John Cena as Peacemaker, who he he's he, they describe him as a ruthless killer, believes in achieving peace at any cost. They call, he, Cena called him a douchey Captain America, and ironically, we're getting he, they already announced a, a spinoff TV series on HBO Max for Peacemaker. <laughs> Um, and then this, the one line, one of the latest HBO Max delivery is Idris Elba's characters telling him to stop showing off. And he goes, well, what, what, like, what, what, how about unless what you're showing off is dope as fuck? <laughs> I mean, just him, this, this, this delivering it. And like, the outfit is hysterical. And it's just that, like, cause, and then, like I said, this, like, I mean, I enjoyed aspects of the first Suicide Squad movie, but the more I watch it, the more I hate it. Right. And it's just like I said. Now we're, at least they're, it's like it's not a reboot. And it's not a sequel. There's sequel aspects in it. I mean, it's kind of hard to describe what this is, but it's just. Um, but hold on. Yeah. So it's like it's that. But I mean, the fact that we're we getting a spinoff for Peacemaker, and this is going to be on HBO Max already. But from the snippets I've seen, it's like a comic book movie in like mixed with a Vietnam War movie. So this movie's going to be intense. Mm-hmm. But it's also a comic book movie in a sense. Um, so they, they said the, the premise before they said imprisoned convicts of the Bell Ray Penitentiary are sent as members of Tex- Task Force X to the South to the South American island of Corto, Corto Maltese to destroy Unheim, a Nazi era prison and laboratory which held political prisoners and conducted experiments. Another um, here's the thing. I'm excited about Suicide Squad. I love King Shark is my favorite villain mm-hmm. as well. And you know, I've been wanting King Shark to be in it because he was actually he was at, he was one of the original Suicide Squad members to see him mm-hmm. in this movie. It fits in with this. Another thing I want to mention is the fact that we are getting John Cena as peacemaker, Andrew Zelda, like you mentioned before, Blank Sport, but did you know that we're getting um Jai Courtney back as Captain Boomerang? Yeah, I knew that. Um yeah. Um, and then so some of the other people, and then um they because originally Idris was supposed to play Deadshot, but then again James Gunn decided to rewrite the character for Idris Elba in the case so they can open it up for Will Smith to return as Deadshot, which I think is cool because he was right. one of the best parts of that. And then some of the other people, a lot of other people were in it. So you you got a lot of the James Gunn fans. You got Michael Roker's in this. Um, you got uh, he's playing that. Yeah, no, uh, Chris Pratt's not in it. It's uh. Sean Gunn's in it. Which is uh, yeah. James Gunn's son. And then Dave yeah. Batista, Taika Waititi's in it. 
Um, let me see. I didn't see Batista in this. He, yeah, I know. I forgot they haven't listed his character. Um, because I think oh, let me let me read up. I don't think Batista is in this because he he was he was going to be, but then I think he was filming the uh, James the um, that zombie movie. Um, the, uh, the, yeah, let me see. He might oh, be yeah, in him. Oh, yeah, turn it down. Okay, okay. I, I see what you're saying. He did pass yeah. it on because of the fact that he was in the Zack Snyder's movie. Okay. Sorry about that. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, it's all right. All right, because he was supposed to be in this. Um, you got, uh, Pete Davidson's Blackguard. Um, they said he's a mercenary. He was easily manipulated into ruining his own schemes. Um, that, yeah. Um, David, uh, Dasha Malin, he's Polka Dot Man. A criminal who wears a stew covered polka dots that are actually a variety of gadgets. Taiki uh, YT is in this as well. Um, you got uh, Nathan Fillins in this. Um, and then again, again, Stallone's in this, but they didn't list his character name. I wouldn't be that would be funny if, if, let me see. He might, he could be the villain. Wait, no, never mind. It's Peter, uh, it's P- Peter, uh, the uh, Doctor Who. He, Peter Capaliti uh, as Thinker. Oh, yeah. He might be the villain. Or not. It could be Stallone. Yeah. We don't know. Well, Thinker is actually a villain from The Flash, which is also oh, yeah. played by Mark Hamill. So, oh, yeah. That's right. Yeah. Never mind. And, no, never mind. Stallone isn't a villain. It's uh, Joaquin Kosi. He, he's the ma- major general of... Ma- I don't know. Again, I have no idea who the villain is. That's fine. <laughs> I'm respecting But there's so many people. There's so many people in this. I mean, it's got to be good. I mean, like I said, I've, I'm 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 intrigued so far. I mean, I, I was gonna go see this last year anyway, but this this movie this looks awesome. It really does. And I remember when Mel Gibson was supposed to direct this movie. I'm yeah, I heard about that. Yeah, but I'm glad that James Gunn did, um, is directing this because he has that level of yeah. cheesiness that just works, and he knows how to cast. Uh, actors for his movies that he knows that he can get the best performance out of michael roker and stuff like and those actors so i'm yeah i can't i can't wait to see suicide squad yeah uh part two so yeah this other movie is Zack snyder's justice league i cannot wait to see this because Mm -hmm. especially from that piece of shit film that we got from uh joss whedon yeah so I'm intrigued at the fact that it's a four-hour-long movie. This is a movie that is going to be bananas. Not only that, but I was like, well, a four-hour-long time. That's such a long time. But I started thinking, this is his send-off. This is Zack Snyder's send-off because he's not attached to direct anything within the DCEU or anything like that. So this is his... Not yet, at least. Not well, yet, at least. Still. Well, yeah. right, now they're tr- right now they're saying that He's not even attached to direct another movie in the DCEU or anything like that. But if this yeah. is a send-off to us, that's a big birthday present or Christmas present to us. I'm like, look, yeah. guys, you guys didn't get to see my cut. So guess what? I'm giving you my cut. This is it. This is everything I'm giving you guys on a silver platter. Enjoy it. I'm going to, after this, I'm done with the DCEU. I wish you the best of luck with the DCEU. But this is my version. This is what I've been wanting to put out. I hope that you guys enjoy it. And mm-hmm. I can't wait to see what this movie's going to look like. Yeah, I mean, I mean too, I, I want something to get that piece of crap out of my mouth. Um, like I said, that's like, I'm, I'm ready for something. This, I'm excited for it. Most definitely. 
Uh, so that's all I'm going to mention as far as the Snyder's Cut goes for the Justice yeah. League because basically I did a trailer reaction video with Frenchie and things like that. Everybody, if you're listening to this, go on in and check out that trailer reaction. Check out also, too, the trailer reaction that we did for Mortal Kombat. That's our, that's on the YouTube channel at Movie Lovers Unite. Go on and give that a little bit of a, a watch. But anyways, uh, tell me what your next one that you have on your list. Um... Next one on my list I got is Mission Impossible 7. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm like I said, I'm a huge uh, Mission Impossible fan. The, the Fallout was just was awesome. And, and then, cause, like, because like, the, uh, they stopped, they decided they're not going to film 7 and 8 together. I think because they got to get time for Tom to promote uh, Top Gun Maverick, which is also releasing this summer. But the fact that 7 and 8 are the last ones in this series that they're doing with Tom Cruise and the team. And I'm like, if in every movie, they always like skyrocket the stunts that he's going to do. I'm like, was like that. I mean, there's talks that this might be in space. We know now. Um, but like I said, I'm excited for it. I mean, you, you know, like you said, you got Tom Cruise is in it. And then you got a uh, agent Carter isn't joined this one. Um, and I think another guy that was part of agent Carter that, um, Shay uh, Wickham, he's but he's gonna be in it too. He's been in a lot of stuff. Um, then you got you got the 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 villain or like the the one guy that was like from the very first Mission Impossible, the one that he was having the conversation. He played a uh, Eugene Kittrich. Um, he's back in this one, so obviously we're going back to what happened in the first. And this guy, that this guy came is coming back in it, and then um um so like. So again, like I said, this one's like shaping up to be like the the next, and I'm pretty sure if we're gonna get an eight, I think this is gonna end on a cliffhanger, and I'm excited to see what that is. But no, I'm a huge Mission Possible fan, and it's, it comes out November nineteenth, and it's like, yeah, it's gonna be good. Okay. Okay, so my next one is gonna be a Apple original movie. It's called Cherry, starring Guy no, Tom Holland. Yeah, directed yeah. by the Russo brothers. This movie looks pretty good. It's about this guy who ends up enlisting into the army. Then he comes mm-hmm. back. And, of course, some stuff winds up happening where he's suffering with PTSD. He starts doing a bunch of bank heists and things like that. His girlfriend's worried about him because he has PTSD. He's hearing voices in his head because of everything that he was dealing with with the war. I thought this was actually different than what we actually, when we see from Tom Holland. But it also has mm-hmm. dark humor, though, added into it, which, which is something that I like. Because you know me, I love dark humor. Um, but the part where he's uh, talking, he goes into the bank and he said, you're not supposed to be rude to women. So, ma'am, please don't take this personal, but I'm going to rob you. <laughs> yeah. Or, so, or, him, or him right on the dollar bill. You're about to get, you're rob- I'm robbing you. Right. This looks like it's going to be really good. I just wish I had Apple TV to where I can um, watch it. Well, you know what I'm saying, to subscribe to yeah, it. Yeah, I think it's, enough... yeah. yeah, it's a streaming service. I think that's what it's on. What I mean is... Apple, I Apple, wish... Apple Plus, yeah, but I mean, am I going to be paying that for Apple? No. Like I said, I mean, that's where the, one of the Tom Hanks movies was on Apple, but now it's coming on DVD not too long ago. So it's like, I can wait... So I so I can actually be able to see it. Um, am I going to be paying for Apple Plus? No. 
Same here as well. I'm not. I already have enough streaming services as is. I got Hulu. I got HBO Max. I'm bumming off of one of my friends for Disney Plus. I'm bumming off of Amazon. I'm doing, you know. So I mean, I'm about to get like I'm about to sign up for like for like next month. I'm signing up for Disney for it too, in lieu of Cap, like Winter Soldier and the uh, Falcon. And then we and I'll be and I'm intrigued on that Paramount Plus network. Um. Because I'm a huge, I'm a SpongeBob fan, so I'm excited for the new SpongeBob movie. <laughs> yeah, matter of fact, I'm actually on that account though too for CBS All Access, getting ready to be Paramount yeah. next so, mo- next week. <laughs> yes, and, and there's then, a lot of good, yeah, interesting shows coming to the Paramount Plus plus whatever is available in that streaming service. So, okay, so what do you have on yeah. your next one? Oh, um. Let's see. There's a lot of other good ones. Um, the Hitman's Wife's Bodyguard. I'm excited for that. Um, I love the first one. And this is the continuation of it. And you got, like, added more people to this. Like, you added uh, Frank Grillo uh, is in this now. Antonio Banderas and Morgan Freeman. So you got, like, that. I'm like, I'm just ex- like, I love the banner between Ryan Reynolds and Sam Jackson in that last one. It was just hysterical. Like, they, the two of them just played off each other well. And Sam, uh, Salma Hayek was the best, one of the best parts of that movie as, 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 as uh, uh, um, Kincaid's wife and this how vindictive, what, like, how she doesn't give a shit <laughs> in a sense. I mean, like, it's out, like, this was supposed to be out last year as well, but I'm, I'm just excited for it because it's like I get more Ryan Reynolds and Sam Jackson together, and that one had a lot of great action sequences in it. See, for me, with the very first one, that did me in because I actually felt like I saw the whole movie with the trailers to the point where I, there was nothing yeah. for me to laugh at or anything like that. So I was in the movie theaters expecting to laugh, and I didn't laugh one single time. And it also, I also felt like there was no reason for me to revisit it. But if there's a chance that it could make me laugh, I might actually, I might, act, I might give it a chance. So that's fine. Like I said, I mean, I like, like I, enjoy, right. like I, we enjoyed, it and that's that's that leads to like the diverseness of us. Like we both like right. different things and stuff. Um, right. Exactly. So let's see here. For me, I got Kong versus Godzilla. Which I can't wait to see. Mm-hmm. I would have to say, if I had to choose which one that I would want to see right now, and it would be between Mortal Kombat and God and, and Kong versus Godzilla, hands down. Because I'm more than more... that. <laughs> I'll let you finish, but I'm going to say, I, I, if, if you ask me that question, I'd go Mortal Kombat. I'm just excited no, because I'm. No, no, go ahead. Sorry. It's okay. But no, I'm just excited because of the fact that we have two monster-like beings fighting up against each other. And Kong is ten times the size he was when we got him in Skull Island. And mm-hmm. these these two characters, these two monsters are going to be going head-to-head. We don't know exactly why they're going head-to-head or anything like that. Maybe the government is trying to get Godzilla to fight against, maybe they're trying to get Kong to fight against Godzilla, so that way they can get him away from their city and go all, you know, to where they fight. Maybe Kong winds up winning, and then after that, they can bring Kong back over to their island, back to his island again. You know, but it's just these two monster-like beings fighting against each other is what I'm sold on. Uh, 
I think mm-hmm. this is more geared towards uh, the monsters rather than the humans this time, which I'm hoping. Because I don't want a movie that's featuring Kong and featuring Godzilla and everything. I want this movie to be focused primarily on Kong and Godzilla. Mm-hmm. That's why we're going to watch this movie. This is why we've been wanting to see this on HBO Max. This is why we have subscribers that want to see this film. Don't give us, oh, two and a half hours of nothing but set up with humans and then only a 20 minute uh, fight scene to go into Kong versus Godzilla. But you said that you're rather, you said that you're more excited about uh, Mortal Kombat right now than Godzilla yeah. versus Godzilla? I, I am because I know it deep down. I got a gut feeling that they're going to do that again, what they did with uh, King of the Monsters. They're going to find a way to screw this up. Um, it's just, I, I don't want it to be, but I think with Mortal Kombat, I know what I'm going to get. I'm going to get, like, brutalities, like, fight sequences, because that's what this movie is. It's essentially nothing but fights. It's a, it's an action movie. Conskull Island, I'm like... I, I, not Conskull Island. Um, it's just, Godzilla. like, I think Godzilla... Yeah, yeah, King of Monsters was terrible. Like, I didn't care about any single human. That the main human was just a complete prick the whole time. I don't, I don't care about the humans. I wanted to see Godzilla fight. And again, like I said, I felt there was too much, too much human stuff in the first Godzilla movie. And it's just like, I mean, Kongskull Island had a perfect balance. You had humans, and then, and then monsters. Humans, monsters, and it was great. And then, he, and then he seen Sam Jackson get pounded by the uh, by the ape. I mean, by Kong when he was about to drop the MF or line. I mean, I thought that was funny because, and then again, it was a perfect balance. This one, I mean, I saw the trailer. Fight sequence was a little great, and then again, it's just like I mean, I got a gut feel. Like I, I mean, like it's just gut feeling of mine. I'm not hopefully not ruining it for anybody, but I think they're turning this into Pacific Rim too. And I, and I don't want them to, because Pacific Rim 2 was terrible. They turned it into, like, a rap video, and I don't want them to do that for this movie. And it's just, a gut feeling means more of the movie is going to be with the humans. And it's just, like, I'm just going into that thinking now, like, I'm hyped. But deep down, I'm, like, just trying to hold back my hype for it, because I've been burned before. And it's just, like, the, yeah, there's, that's, I think that's what they're doing, to try to get people in it. I mean, like I said, um, I hope I'm wrong. Um, I really am, but just I, I would not be surprised if they pulled this stuff again and they spent most of the time just about the humans. And honestly, okay. I don't care, but I know what I'm going to get with Mortal Kombat. Great, uh, great fightings, uh, great fight sequences. I mean, I'm gonna, you're going to get brutalities. You're gonna, you know what we're going to get with this, and that's why I'm excited because we haven't had a Mortal Kombat movie since the 90s. And right. we're going to get like some guy getting cut blood in the air him freezing the, the him freezing his own blood and stabbing the guy with it i mean i know what i'm gonna get i'm i'm hyped for that and i that one i'm like don't think i'm gonna be disappointed the problem with guns skull island is i like not sorry godzilla versus Khan. i got a feeling that we're like that, that it's gonna be we're all we all have our hype and then it's just they're and then they're gonna come in and clip us in the ankles and i don't want them to do that but it just yeah <laughs> sorry <laughs> But yeah, um, I'm hoping that it's not like that. I'm crossing my fingers that it's not like that. But yeah, you, know, you never know what you're going to get until you actually see the movie. So with that being said, is there any more uh, movies that are on your list that you want to see? 
Um, so I'm just going to like just run through like the rest of the calendar and some stuff I'm looking forward to. Um, like I'm, I'm excited for Justice League because they can't go any lower than they have. Um, <laughs> Mortal Kombat, I, we've mentioned. I'm excited for that. Um, um, again, I, I have Amazon Prime, so I'll be able to check this out. They have uh, this movie called Without Remorse, which is a uh, 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 like one of the Tom Clancy movies. So I'm excited for that. Um, a lot of HBO Max stuff I'm excited Like There's a movie called Those Who Wish Me Dead. Which is directed and directed and written by Taylor Sheridan, who he's one of my favorite writers because I know like he does some pretty he does some great stuff and he's he's done the acting gig before. I mean, he played the corrupt sheriff in Sons of Anarchy. <laughs> um, so I know I know I'm gonna get with him, and it's got a decent. It's like a a new a noir western. Um, hoping for Army of the Dead's good, so we'll see. That's the Zack Snyder zombie movie. Um, um, there's a Antoine Fuqua movie coming out, like with Mark Wahlberg in May. So um, that's Paramount. So we'll see. Um, wait and see for me on Top Gun Maverick. Um, I'm a huge Minion fan, so I'm excited for the Minion sequel. Um, it's got a huge, like I said, like the Spickle Me movies. Those are those are those are those were my jam. <laughs> um, so good. There's other ones out there. There's a sci-fi movie starring Chris Pratt called The Tomorrow War, which I heard is supposed to be pretty good. Like, like it's a pretty good cast. Um, so it's a, it's this this it's a f- fate of the futuristic war rests upon one man's ability to confront the ghost of his past. Humanity is losing to the alien invasion, so to set to fight back, scientists develop a way to draft soldiers from the past to fight the war. Um, pretty good, ca- pretty big cast in this one, but Chris Pratt's in it, so. Sci-fi aliens okay. might be might be decent. Um, I'm a King, I'm the fan of the Kingsman movies. So the 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 King's Man is coming out in August. So I'm excited because it's back where uh from um Ra- uh it's uh Ras- Rasputin. They're taking on him. Um, so uh, I think we have a uh, a message. Yeah, we do. Let's see what we got. I can't wait for Carla Deville to come out. With Emma Stone, I think it's going to be a good twist. It's going to be a good movie. I can't wait. Dude, I can't wait for Cruella DeVille either, man. I I really love the music style in it and everything. If you go and listen to Charlie and our, uh, and all, well, pretty much listen to what we had to say about it, I think you'll like it. Because I love that 1957 music that was actually in Cruella. And it actually mm-hmm. sets up Cruella very nicely. And it has this Joker-like feel to it. And also feels like a Harley Quinn-type vibe from it that I got from it. But it also feels like a Cruella DeVille movie. It didn't even feel like Emma Stone at all. It felt like I'm watching Cruella DeVille rather than, you know, just an uh, impression of Cruella yeah. DeVille. I actually felt like that she was invested in that character. I cannot wait to see what this movie's going to look like. But it's what's your thoughts on it? Yeah. I think it's gonna be brutal. Like it just just from the vibe of it, I mean, I would be shocked if we if this is not like if Disney doesn't do this as like they're not gonna do it. I think for this one to really get the full effect of it, I think it's gotta be R, to be honest. But I don't think they're gonna do it. I think they're gonna do a PG thirteen, but they're gonna push the boundaries of the PG thirteen rating. Mm, definitely, definitely for sure. I can definitely I mean, be pushing 
just, I mean, there's people going to die in this movie. I mean, you see, like, the sequence where these bees or something comes out of this doorway, um, and there's a bunch of people in it, and she's burning down houses. Like, it, it's going to be brutal. Like, this, if you're expecting, like, oh, the Dalmatians are going to save the day in this movie, you're going to be disappointed, because this is not that movie. <laughs> definitely not. I can definitely tell that they're going for this dark, dark humor and darkness to Coella. I don't even think yeah. there's even going to be a redeeming quality to Coella at all. No. Everything. I think what yeah. we see is what we get. Pretty so much. I can't, yeah. But I'm excited. Um, yeah. What I want to actually mention is this Iker Wright movie that I'm excited about. Is oh, yeah. I heard about that. Yeah, I, I heard about all this. I've been talking about, I know all I've been talking about lately is horror movies, but yeah. you know, I can't help that certain movies got pushed back. And those were the movies yeah. that I wanted to see. But, Speaking you know, of Halloween Kills know too... next year as well. Or this year. What's that? Halloween Kills? Have... Yeah, oh, yeah, hold on one second. We actually have a... Okay. You know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of the movie The Witches. That's kind of the vibe mm-hmm. that I'm getting with Emma Stone inside of that movie and her, you know, her um, supernatural powers. I didn't think about it like in that aspect. I do like yeah. the original Witches movie, opposed to the remake. The remake I didn't I didn't really care for. But when you when you look at Emma Stone and then look at the magic that she's doing, I can definitely feel like that she has a witch kind of feel to it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, um, so you're talking about horror movies. <laughs> yeah, but last night in Soko, what? What I loved about it was this. It's a psychological horror film directed by Eager Wright with a screenplay by Wright and uh, Christy Wilson. Cranes based mm-hmm. on a story by Wright. And Anya Taylor-Joy's in it. Then you have Thompson uh, Haircut that's in it. And Mackenzie, Matt Smith, Diana Rigg, and Karen Stamp is in it as well. Mm-hmm. But I'm excited because I like Edgar Wright movies. I like Baby Driver. That's actually one of my favorite movies that Edgar Wright's done. Then you are, then with this movie too, you also have a horror-like element into this movie that I never saw Edgar Wright do. Uh, mm-hmm. with direct and write a horror film. And to see Edgar Wright to direct a horror film makes me even that more excited to see what this movie is going to look like because he always has a way of introducing music into the feel of the character. So if yeah. he's able to do that with Last Night in Soko, I'm all for it. I also love the poster for it. <laughs> I would actually frame that poster. Um, I mean, he, yeah, he did a, He did venture in the horror movie a little bit when he did uh, Shaun of the Dead because um, sure. there's definitely horror elements in that movie. Um some of it were sad moments in that movie, and it's like, and then, and then he also blended the music in it too. But then again, it's he, he, he like I said, I was surprised when he did this one. It's like, huh, Simon Pig, Nick Frost were not in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, you also mentioned Halloween Kills. That's that, that's on my list as well. Yeah, because I'm interested. Oh, we have a message. Let's see what we got. You guys know how much money it's supposed to bring in Cinderella? Do you know how much money they're looking at? Right now, as far as Corella goes, there's not even a budget for it, and the tracking right now has not even been announced yet or anything, which is unusual. Because usually by now we'll act, we'll know what the budget is, 
And for us not to tra- know what the tracking is like, it's hard to, to know what it's going to beat out with Cinderella or anything like that. But I'm hoping that it does a lot better than, uh, you know what, to be honest with you, man, I want it to actually beat Magnificent. I want it to actually beat the very first Magnificent movie, which was a, which is a prequel type movie. So that's what I'm hoping for. Let's see. Let's see what we I meant. Um, not Cinderella. I mean, Carla DeVille. How much money is that supposed to bring in? Oh, okay. Um, to be honest, like I said before, it's right now they don't even have a budget on the movie itself, and they don't mm-hmm. even know the tracking numbers as of right now on what this movie's going to do. But it would be insane to to think that this movie's not going to do great because Disney movies always has a chance of making over a billion dollars at the box office when it comes down to their live action adaptations, especially when you look yeah. at Beauty and the Beast, you look at Magnificent Part 1, Magnificent 2, and didn't make that much, but at the box office, at least I that's what I'm thinking, but it didn't do as well as the first one. And then, of course, you also have the live action adaptation of The Lion King. So this movie's actually going to make bang. This movie is um, actually going off of the 101 Dalmatians hype and then also to the animated movie so it has yeah. a lot working for itself and of course you have Emma Stone who's an Academy Award winning actress mm-hmm. as well so you have that going into her corner and I'm excited to see what they're going to do with it but if I ever do get the uh, tracking for it tune into the show and everything because chances is I'll probably wind up doing some research later on if I can get more information on it. So just go in and hit that follow button and I'll be glad to, I'll be glad to track it for you. Oh, let's see what else we got. I think that this movie is going to be a stamp for the next, what, two, three generations. I just can't wait to see what they're going to, what kind of, or what other producers or visionaries are going to pick it up in the next three generations. I can definitely see that. I can see maybe someone might act, might pick it up as well. Yeah. And not only that, but this if this movie winds up doing really good, we can get more prequel movies that we never thought we would what we would get before. And if it's a way to actually tell another story, and here's the thing, I'm not big on prequel type movies or explaining origins of certain characters. But when it comes down to certain Disney characters, I'm always interested to explore their uh, origins and their lineage to understand mm-hmm. who they are and where they're coming from and their motivations. So it depends on the storyline itself. I'm all for these prequel movies just to get uh, to use our imaginations a little bit more because these are things that we used to talk about as kids and speculate as kids and use our imaginations as kids to wonder how these characters come, become a certain thing. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, but you uh you mentioned Army of the Dead, the Zack Snyder movie. I'm excited for that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, as a matter of, as a matter of fact, on yeah. Movie Lovers Unite's uh, YouTube channel, Frenchie and I Thursday, we're gonna be reacting to the trailer to this teaser trailer. <laughs> I'm hoping it's not a teaser trailer for crying out loud. <laughs> they they, they actually they came out and said it's supposed to be a teaser. How long? The teaser is is yet to be known, but they came out and said it was a teaser. Um, I think it's gonna be longer than five seconds. But oh, got another message. So in this movie, there's like a transferring of power because there's an older woman who was Carla Deville, and now Emma Stone is supposed to be like the new 
an improved crowd to fill. So that's a little. <laughs> I wonder how they're gonna transfer. How that power is gonna be transferred in the movie? That's my anticipation. That's gonna be interesting on how they actually play off of it. To be honest with you. I'm hoping that she gets her powers not in the first five to ten minutes. I'm hoping that there's a lot of setup before that. I'm hoping maybe within this movie has to be at least two hours long, right, Charlie? In order for them to do something like this. I mean, just from what they're doing, yeah. I mean, if they want to do it right, it's got to be two hours. But I mean, to go off what you're saying is like I, I, um, this movie, like I said, I think since this is movie is gonna be a hard PG thirteen. I think it's going to limit the audience from the kids to see this because this is not this is not your typical Disney movie. This is like we're going in. This is risk kind of like risque, risky territory we're getting here. So it's like it's it really it's really going to depend on it. Like I said, I don't I mean, I don't like if like if this is May. I don't know how big the theaters are going to be. So this may not be as big in terms of theaters because we don't know what the pandemic's going to be like in May. I mean, I could. This I could see this one getting delayed, to be honest. Um, since we're three months away, we just had a trailer, and they haven't been. They're not promoting it as much. They've been promoting other stuff. I guess it is. Is like I guess I'm hoping it does well for them to actually come up with new ideas and set pattern or continue to rely on the animated movies, which they do well. But we'll see. I don't know. I mean, like I said, this is a risk. I mean, I'm not in that it's a ba- it's guaranteed to be a bank from like, in my perspective yet. I just need to see more and I want to see Disney promote it more because like I said, I, I mentioned this in the thing and I don't want to be that guy, but I, some tells me they're putting this on the back burner, but that's just unfortunately. Well, don't forget we still, yeah. next month is March. Oh, hold yeah. On. Do you think that we will be paying HBO to watch Cruella DeVille? Um, instead of the box office, um, more than likely it's going to go towards the premium for Disney Plus. Sadly, yeah, <laughs> since it's a Disney property, as much as I would like yeah. to see it on HBO Max, that is one of those things that I would like to say life is a dream <laughs> because yeah. I would love to see it happen, but it's highly unlikely it's going to happen because Disney I mean, they have control of their own movies. Yeah, we we discussed this in our late um, that when we just talked about this movie, we talked about how Disney is technically the real Corella Deville, and how they're just how they how they they've been running is not wise, and how this could be one of those like it's released in theaters, but you have to pay thirty dollars plus Disney Plus just to watch it and don't own it. Um, I could see them doing it with this. Um, because if it was on HBO Max, you wouldn't have to pay. You, you just have to pay for right. HBO Max, and, and you'll get it. Um, again, like I said, it, it will see, I, I, I hope I'm proven wrong on this, but it just, I don't know this from what I've been reading, like this, this me doing my research, reading the, this, the timeline, how everything's been playing out. The pandemic sure is not, is not helping, but in how Disney is like, in terms of football talks, he's the, they're the Jerry Jones and they like, they like to get their hands in on stuff. And when they need to be hands free and this, let them let the let the movie do what it's gonna do. Let the don't tell the director when this is supposed to be released. Don't tell anybody that. But that's what Disney likes to do. They like to get their hands dirty and force you to release it on this specific time. If not, you don't get a movie. I mean, that's just how they play. So we'll see. Um, like I said, it, like I'm not paying thirty bucks just to see this movie. I'll probably I'll wait to get it off the library. I mean, um, 
But like I said, first like this the early access stuff, no, I'm not paying thirty bucks. <laughs> I'm not giving them my, my, my I'm not giving my money, but I hope it does well because it'll be kinda cool to see these ideas. But again, that's that just that's I, I don't want to be that guy, but that's just that just a gut feeling that like this I've seen this happen countless times by Disney and I and, and it's not a great look. <laughs> uh for me you know, I'll, before I play his I play the message and everything, uh, this is me being optimistic. But yeah, I'm trying to be. March. Well, I know. Thing. Next yeah. month is March, so they have plenty yeah. of time between now and March to promote this film. Now, if they want, it comes out in May. Yeah, it comes out in May. Okay, yeah. so we have two months of them going on ahead and trying to promote this. So they have plenty of time. And not only that, but right yeah. now they want to try and promote the Winter So, um, you know, there are yeah. other Marvel properties right now as well. So I can actually yeah. understand well, I mean, that then, since, yeah. Well, you don't forget yeah. we actually have Falcon and the Winter Soldier coming out. Yeah, so we have Loki. Right. Loki's in May. Black Widows in May. Then they got the uh, um, th- then they yeah. So there's a lot of Marvel stuff right. that's coming out that they're gonna focus. So that's that's the problem, and like that's why I think if I, if they were there, I would move that. I would move that date, to be honest, because there's like I mean, just what's coming out in that, and then then again, there's so much stuff not on this calendar that's gonna be released via streaming on Netflix as well. I mean, we got uh, The Rock's got a movie in, uh, on Netflix. I mean, there's a bunch of stuff coming out. So there's like, this calendar is gonna change. But I think this is with everything that's coming out at that, uh, like all uh, around that time period, like Fast and the Furious is around that time. Then again, that's just me. Um, and is this everything? And plus all their Marvel networks, they, they got so they got to figure out a way to have it both ways. Right. Um, right. I think if, if if they were smart, I would push that date to be honest to give it more time. Alright, yeah. so we have another message. Let's see what we got. Oh, if this is the first time that Emma Stone is playing a villain? I believe this is her first time playing a villain and everything. Yeah. Because everything yeah. I've seen her in, she's always playing the good the good girl. That's what I'm like that's how I'm actually gonna put her. As is like the good per the good person and things like that. Uh, I've never really seen her in a in a movie where she's playing the villainous role. So you know, I put her up there on a high pedestal and everything too because I like her as an actress. The very first movie I yeah. saw her in was super bad. And that's Same here. Yeah, that's the first one I saw her in, which is a hilarious then, uh, movie. It really is. It brings me back to my high school days. And then I also liked her in the Amazing Spider-Man movie. I liked her as Gwen. Uh, La La Land, I haven't seen. And Crazy Stupid Love, I like. I loved her in Crazy Stupid Love, which is actually yeah. one of my favorite rom com movies. And it's, she it's was in underrated. Uh, yeah, she was in Gangster Squad. I think she played one of the. Uh, she would play one of the girlfriends or somebody that was related to a mob person. But then again, she wasn't bad in that. She was like because she was the one that Ryan Gosling was like had the hots for in that one. Um, right. So I'm trying to see. Um. Yeah, she had like like she had two big like she had yeah super bad is the first movie she's been in and then the, her second movie was The Rocker which is highly underrated. I it recommend is. people watching this movie. It's hilarious. Um, it definitely is. 
she briefly she was an uncredited cameo in Pop Star Never Stop Never Stopping, which is another hilarious movie. If you like Andy Samberg and them, um, she, then again, this movie was just, had bad news written all over. It's called Aloha. Um, she got she was under some controversy because she was portraying a uh, um, I think she, yeah, it was whitewashing because her character was being miscast. Character was meant to be one quarter Chinese and one quarter Hawaiian descent. So there was a lot of problems with that one, but that's not right. her. That's that's whoever wrote that movie. Exactly. Um, that's not her fault for that. that no. She was playing a role that was, yeah. you know, promised to her, and that was not her yeah. fault that she got cast in, in that role. So I yeah. do agree with that. Um, yeah. So no, I don't think she's been ever been a villain. Um, no. So this is actually a no. first for me, and I can't wait yeah. to see many more of her being a villain. To be honest with you, yeah. Um, because so, yeah, it's, yeah, she does well with this. Then they, like, then she's got she's in that category of people that can play villains, and she'll be right up there with Charlize Theron as definitely. villains. Uh, so let's see. We talked about the Army of the Dead. About the, I'm hoping that it's not a 30 second teaser trailer like last time when we were trying. Yeah. To, when Frenchie and I were trying to react to it. Um, yeah. So, let's see here. Willie's Wonderland is a movie that I want to see with Nicolas Cage. The horror movie has a Five Nights at yeah. Freddy's kind of vibe to it. It's very yeah. cheesy, but it's very Nicolas Cage. And yeah. this movie you can actually stream for 20 bucks off of PlayStation Network right now, but I refuse to play, pay $20 to see it, so I might wait until it drops down to 5 or $7 like I did with the Wayback. So... I might just I can wait to get it at my local library. <laughs> I'm sorry, I have to see this movie. I just have to see how ridiculous. I mean, I'll watch it, it in a good way. But, but I mean, yeah, I'm I'm like like I know what I want to get. Like I said, I mean that jujitsu movie I watched with Nicolas Cage is a is a kung fu master that has attention to detail of newspaper hats, paper hats. I'm like that movie sucked. But Nicolas, as I think, is I needed more Nicolas Cage. Um. <laughs> Some um, other ones. Oh, oh go ahead. No, no uh, well, I'm gonna go, I'm going to my last one, which is the Many Things okay. in Newark, which is yeah, the sequel yeah. to The Sopranos. So if you're a Sopranos fan, yeah. this movie's yeah. gonna be right up your alley. It's directed by David Chase, written by David Chase, James Gandolfini's sons playing a younger version of Tony Soprano in this um movie. I'm excited yeah. for this movie. I've been excited for this movie since it was announced, and now we're getting mm-hmm. it. This movie comes out in September. I'm ready for yeah. this. As a matter of fact, I'm um, binge watching all the Soprano stuff. <laughs> yeah, it's uh directed by Alan Taylor. Um, oh, and Taylor. It, okay. yeah, 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 yeah. David Chase is still producing. He's still writing. Um, I and it's kind of funny since we just did our Face Off review. Um, the guy that played Dietrich is supposed to be in this movie too. Oh, that's gonna be funny. Oh, we have ourselves a message. Let's see what we got. Tell me why my favorite actor besides Angelina Jolie is Sarah Paulson. And somehow every movie that comes out, I feel like she could play it better. But but maybe that's just my love for her or how good of an actor she is that she could just jump into any character. But that would have been amazing to see, you know, if she actually got a callback to do some um, Corella DeVille. 
I think that she would have been a perfect, um, depending on the age and depending on how young or old that they wanted to go with for the Coilons Bill, I think that she would have actually been great with it. I liked her in Glass. I liked her in 12 Years of Slave. I liked her in What Women Want. And then, of course, she also played in Ocean's 8 and American Horror Story. And she also had her own show called Ratchet, which I didn't really care for that one that much, but it was okay. It was just a little too weird and extreme for me. I gave it about a four. I always give TV series a four episode watch. And if it's just mm-hmm. not for me, that's whenever I stop. And that's what I did with Ratchet. But other than that, though, she's a good actress. I have to say. So yeah. Helen is definitely a good actress. Um, she knocks it out of the park every single time that she's on. She steals the scenes every single time that she's on that camera. So, yeah, that's actually a good pick. I, I'm glad that you actually thought about maybe uh, – doing a fan casting for her for Corella. So that's, yeah. that's really cool. So I got some information about some casting for you, John, about who some of these players, like how some of the, who's playing who. Um, the guy that said that played Dietrich in uh, Face Off, he's playing uh, Christopher Mussolini's father. Oh, okay. You see, I thought that John Bernthal was. He, um, yeah, um, John Bernthal, he, he's playing, uh, Giovanni Johnny Boy Soprano. Perfect all. Um, so there's that. Then you have uh Corey Stoll is playing Junior Sperano. Um Sperano, yeah, and then uh Vera Flaminga is probably the mom as no, yeah, Livia Sperano. Um and then you know, you know, we know about Michael Gandolfini's Tony. Um, this guy named Billy Magus Magusen is playing Polly Walnuts, probably younger version of him. And Joe Marguri is playing Silvo Dante. That's all that's really known right now. Um, but yeah, it's uh, um, John Burfano is, play, is playing probably playing uh, uh, Tony's dad. Still there, John? I think you're on mute. So I think this is before I sign off. The million dollar question for me is this: Why haven't you guys? Have you guys? Have you guys ever wanted to be actors or tried acting? Um, I know one thing is to be behind the scenes making the magic happen, but you know you could also dream of being behind the camera too. Um. So I'll, to answer that question, um. When I was little, I did. I kind of wanted to be an actor because I like I've watched a lot of action movies, and I personally wanted to uh, <laughs> kind of do some of those stuff because I figured it was cool. Um, and then like now, not so much. I kind of I'm more of the like I like reading the uh, analytics of stuff, so the box office numbers. I'm more of a fan of doing that. Um, so I kind of wanted to be 
that my dream is to work for a major production company behind the scenes to do their analytics. Hey, Charlie. Hey, John. Hey, sorry about that. <laughs> sorry about earlier. Oh, no, yeah, no worries. Um, like I said, with that, like, we just had a question. I think it was um, somebody was asking us if, like, we ever we didn't answer it, but like, did we ever think about becoming an actor or a director at any point? And I'm like, mm-hmm. I and I was the answer is like, yeah, I thought I wanted to be just to be because I've seen a lot of action movies. I wanted to do that stuff, but then again, I was like, I, now I'm like, kind of want to work behind the scenes in the distribution company and work in the analytics mm-hmm. department because I'm again. I'm following box office numbers and I'm like very like in depth in the numbers. And then it's like thinking about when is a good time to release a movie and stuff. And that's what I, I, I was answering that yeah. one. And then, th- then they, then they sent me to talk to somebody else. I'm like, Nope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. After so many minutes of me being muted, it uh, sends you off to somebody else. But yeah, I, you know what though? I want to answer this person's question as well. And is this the same yeah. person that, um, that asks us the Coella question? Yep. Okay, so... Okay, so let me go on ahead. Matter of fact, he started following me, and I just want to give Julian a shout-out real quick. And to Julian's question, I have thought about wanting to become an actor or a writer. As a matter of fact, I am writing something and stuff like that mm-hmm. uh, at the moment. But I'm like you, though, Charlie. I, I like the behind-the-scenes stuff. I like the analytics stuff. I like reporting stuff. Yeah. I like looking at box office numbers, budgets, tracking numbers, things like that. Yeah. And also, too, I love reviewing movies, though, too. And mm-hmm. ever since I was little, my aunt told me, she goes, you know what? You're going to be a movie critic someday. And I'm like, yeah, okay, <laughs> whatever. And because at that time, it's like, how am I going to get noticed? It's in the, I was in the 90s, for crying out loud. You know what I mean? Yeah. So... Now that I have this outlet, now that I have this platform, I can do it. But I'm going to quote what uh, one of my one of my friends from JoeBlow.com said before. Movie critics are used to be um, actors, ex-actors. So they know what to expect from a certain performance or anything like that. So basically, you, you have movie critics that wanted to become uh, wanted to become movie stars. Yeah, and that was just something that I thought I would actually throw out there, but yeah, Julian, I I would actually want to be an actor back in the day when I was younger, and everything. As a matter of fact, I was in a high school play. I've done stuff like that. I have never performed or anything like that as an extra, and things like that. But I have done some kind of work, uh, and within the theater department and stuff. So, uh, you were mentioning something about the uh the movie that i was excited for for the uh saints of newark oh yeah 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 Yeah, i think i think i was mentioning who who was playing who in a sense um okay yeah um i think i said i I found this off wikipedia doesn't have everybody but it's like this interesting to see that uh um this who they have casted and stuff so like i said i'm excited for it It might be kind of cool like like um, they get more Sopranos, and honestly, anything can help me get over the ending. <laughs> right. As a matter of fact, they actually had David Chase, um, Michael M. Paroli, and Steve Sharupa off of Talking Sopranos. They had yeah. David Chase and talking to David Chase about the ending. He said, no, I had, mm-hmm. I pretty much planned that out from the get-go from season one on how I wanted to end it. 
Really? So you yeah, so. you wanted people pissed off at you? I mean, <laughs> like what you, you want- the director, the showrunner of Dexter. I bet he is like, did I, did you really want to do it that way? I'm like, no. There's a like I said, I'm pretty sure if um um if uh, James Gandolfini, if he was still alive, I'm pretty sure they'd find a way to fix that, like they're doing with Dexter. Right. They would actually do some type of retelling or something. But what's what else is on your list for the as far as movie trailers go? I'm just kind of interested. Oh. So movies I'm like other excited. I'm excited for Jungle Cruise. Um, like I said, I saw the first chart. That's the movie. That's the, based off the ride. Um, it's got the rock in it, and it's got Emily Blunt in it. But it sounds like it's like it looks entertaining because I remember going on that ride, and my dad was a big fan of one of the uh, one of the uh, ride attendees. Um, her name was Skipper Kelly. Um, and she was telling puns and stuff. So that was just, that was just who my dad was. He, he loved that. So it's this, this ride. And then my dad's like, is Skipper Kelly in this movie? I was like, no. I'm like, oh. But, <laughs> no, and, the, and this movie, yeah, this movie was supposed to be last year. Then it got delayed. And then, um, but I'm excited for it because I was going to watch, I was going to watch it because it reminds me of like, it's like, it's in the realm of the Pirates of the Caribbean kind of like theme to it. And I mean, again, it's got the rock in it. And it's like, I mean, it's going to be entertaining. I mean, I'm a huge rock fan. So I was going to see that. Um, some other ones that they're on my list because I just picked up like that. Um, another intriguing movie I'm interested in is a movie called I think I was telling you about. It's called Reminiscence, and it's direct and it's directed by Lisa Joy. And if like like I said, um, she may not she's not well known, but she is in terms of on HBO TV. Her and Jonathan Nolan have created a series called Westworld. So. Essentially, she's directing this movie, and it's got a pretty good cast. They called it as a science fiction drama thriller movie, and it's PG thirteen. But they said for intense sequences of action violence, which means it's going to be an a- it's going to have some cool action in it. But when it's sci fi, and then it's just the description of it, kind of. But I'm going to read you it and see if like see if it reminds you of anything. It says Nicholas Bannister, a rugged and soldier, a, a solitary veteran living in the near future Miami, flooded by rising seas is an expert in dan- in a dangerous occupation. He offers clients the chance to relive any memory they desire. His life changes when he meets May. What begins as a simple matter of loss and found becomes a passionate love affair. But when a different client's memories implicate May in a series of violent crimes, Bannister must delve through the dark world of the past to uncover the truth about the woman he fell for. I got a lot of Inception vibes just reading that. You know what? I was just going to say, it sounds like Inception. I mean, and it's got a, and then it's got a pretty good, pretty decent cast. You got Hugh Jackman, he's Nick Bannister, Rebecca Ferguson's in it, and then also, um, thought uh, Thandie Newton, she's in this one, and she's she's familiar with not Nolan and like uh, Jonathan Nolan, Lisa like Lisa Joy because she she's on Westworld, and like I said, I mean I'm a Westworld fan, and I thought this latest season, season three, was fantastic, and I'm excited for the next one, and this is also another one that's going to be on. Really sim like like same time on HBO Max and in theaters, but this then in the the one teaser I saw is Hugh Jackman speaking. You, in order to, like in order to survive, you need to follow my voice. And you see like the giant floods, and you see the buildings. It's like very reminiscent of Inception. I'm like, okay, I mean it's not going to cost me anything. I might as well check this movie out. And it comes out in September, but I'm I'm intrigued in this one. Um, definitely, it seems like. Uh, Hugh might actually be in charge of that world 
if you if you think about it. He might be the yeah, yeah. entire operator of that world, the way it sounds. Maybe. Yeah, and then the fact that he has to save this girl that he likes by going into her into her mind and memories. I'm like, yeah, I mean, it's not going to... The only thing like, that's going to be time, but yeah, I'll probably watch it. And then... Same. Another one, yeah. Another one we're getting a reboot is... uh, going to reboot of Resident Evil. is coming out this September. Um, yeah, I'm intrigued on this one. Um, this is, I'm excited. Uh, yeah, I mean the cast it's got a pretty good cast, and I think they I think they're nailing these characters. Um, then again, I liked the Angelina, like not the Angel, the M- Mila Djokovic ones. Um, this one just sounds entertaining. It's like um, Robert says this is an origin story set in 1998, and it's based on elements from the first two first two games. Um, so you got uh, Kayla uh, Kayla. I can't pronounce her last name. She was in the the latest Pirates movie. She played Bal. Um, she she played the daughter of Balbosa. Oh, I um, know who you're talking about. Not yeah, Karen, she, she was also the other one. Yeah, she uh, she was um she was the she was also in the uh the Maze Runner movie. She played the the girl or whatever. Um, I can't. I, I, she's been in a lot of other stuff. I can't. So she's Claire Redfield. Robbie Amell is Chris Redfield. Um. She played go. Uh, she played the the ghost character in uh, the Ant Man and the Wasp, the one that Lawrence Fishburne was working with. Yeah, and I she was also yeah. So Hannah John, uh, uh, she's Jill. Um, she was also in the uh, the henchman in um, Ready Player One. You got. I have no idea who this guy is. Oh, he was on Victorious. Okay, um, somewhere he's playing Leon. Um, and Tom, Tom Hopper, he's playing, uh, Albert Wesker. Um, mm. so anyway, I mean, it, it, I guess I'm intrigued. I mean, I'm interested in it. I mean, I'm it has a very good Inception kind of vibe to it. It also feels like it's an original idea. So yeah. Oh yeah. I was talking about Resident Evil. Um, I, I, yeah. right, 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 right. Yeah. With the Resident yeah. Evil thing, you know, I'm going to be yeah. honest with you. I'm excited for this. I mean, we're getting the Netflix series from them yeah. and now we're getting this and i've been wanting a jill valentine resident evil movie not alice for a long time yeah and mm-hmm. like i said before i did not like how they did nemesis for the second movie yeah at all because nemesis was a badass and and part three of resident evil on the ps1 forget about the remake yeah. the remake is trash compared to the original and I really liked, um, I really liked the third one out of the um, Resident Evil video games. Now, for them to do uh, one that's actually perfectly right for Jill to be in this movie, I'm I'm excited. I'm mm-hmm. stoked. For it. My question is: Is are they going to have Leon in it? Yeah, Leon is. Leon is, and then. What's the girl from the original uh, Resident Evil movie? Claire. Besides Claire, yeah, yeah, Claire Redfield. She's in it. The brothers, the brother sister is Claire and Chris Redfield. So is Wesker. So, and okay. Ada Wong is too. Okay then. Like yeah. I said, I'm excited for this. I can't wait. Mela Djokovic did a good job for what she had for that franchise, but I was ready to see something new. Because I really mm. feel like she overstayed her welcome as Alice, and mm. now that we have a Joe Valentine, hey, sign me up, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um. 
So two other ones, two other movies I'm interested in is um, I'm interested in Dune, um, the the Dune reboot. Um, I love the director is very like I like his work and it's got a huge cast. Never did see the original, so I'm intrigued on this. Uh, my sister and Same. my sister was a huge fan of the. Like, my, I think my I don't know if my sister read the books, but she watched the original with my dad. My dad read the books and he was really looking forward to this one. To be honest with you, I've never seen the original one either. So just seeing a remake, a remake of something, yeah. and then uh-huh. going back and rewatching the original one will be fun. Yeah, and then I think the last one I um like that I know of right now um um is uh Snake Eyes. That's the uh the Snake Eyes re um, yeah GIG re like he was the only character I enjoyed out of well the first. Very first terrible one with Channing Tatum. Um, the, yeah. the the second one, Retaliation, was a lot better because they killed Channing Tatum off, which <laughs> was a help. Um, but then again, this the rest of but the that that the movie at The Rock was just well way better. It was more like it was more like I mean, he had more cool characters. But then again, The Rock was just a highlight of that movie. And then Snake Eyes is just a beast. And then you got Electro on that like um from the Daredevil series was in that movie too. Um. But this one, I like. I said, I mean, it's like the origin story. I'm excited for. It's got a lot of good people in it. Um, Henry Golden, I think, is probably going to play a good Snake Eyes. But it's also got uh, Samara Weaving. She's in it. You know who she's playing. But also, you got Aikio uh, uh, Uwais, and I'm a huge fan of his because he. If you've seen the Raid movies, he's the main guy in the Raid, and he's just he's awesome. And he was the he oh. was the only highlight. Him, he was that one of the highlights of Mile Twenty Two, which there wasn't many. Okay. I don't have like the full list of new releases coming out, but I will say that new Mortal Kombat trailer has me intrigued. Like there has oh, not yeah. been a good video game movie, great video game movie. In my opinion, there's been some okay ones. Yep. Um, my favorite is actually probably the first Mortal Kombat movie. So I really yep. hope the new one can live up to that. And also the video games uh, story wise, you know, the story in the Mortal Kombat movies is not why you play in the games, is not why you play them. It's for the ultraviolence. And in the trailer, you see Jax's arms being frozen off. You see Scorpion get stabbed with his own blood, <laughs> solidified blood. Uh, they had a lot of good nods from, like, you know, so, uh, Scorpion saying, get over here. They played, like, the original song kind of remixed in the trailer. So I'm hyped for that. I mean, I don't know. What about you guys? Oh, hell yeah, Absolutely. man. I, I'm... Oh, yeah. Yes, <laughs> I'm in. I'm definitely Same. in. If you go and watch the YouTube channel with Frenchie and I on Movie Lovers Unite on YouTube, you can see our trailer reaction to it, and I'm I'm hysterical over it. I mean, I'm excited. I'm pumped up for it. I love the '90s version of this movie. As a matter of fact, I remember in third grade, all of us, all of my friends and I, gathered together to watch Mortal Kombat for the very first time. We were just psyched up because we get to see our favorite characters. We get to see Johnny Cage for the first time. We got to see Goro for the first time and Sub-Zero and Scorpion. And we were just excited. Our parents were miserable, but we were happy. So that's all that mattered. (laughs) 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 Because I also had the soundtrack on the cassette as well. And I always winded up. As a matter of fact, I was trying to do a talent show with the theme song and everything back when I was a kid. But 
you know, I really have to say I'm excited for it. I'm ecstatic for it. And then, of course, like you mentioned, they they have the original theme song remixed in with like a Skill Ricks kind of flavor to it that makes it feel a little bit more modernized and everything for this time. So, yeah, I'm excited. And so is Charlie. Go, and, Absolutely. And um, so anything I just mentioned on the Wikipedia, that's not everything that's coming out this year. Um one of our podcasts that we've done as a show we did a few weeks ago, we were like I went over the huge list of stuff I was excited for that came out from Netflix. When Netflix did their dump of oh yeah, here's all here's a bunch of the movies we got coming out this year on Netflix. There's about seventy three movies. There's only a few of them that were mentioned in Wikipedia on this, but there's a ton of others that like like the one that's pretty not missing from this calendar is Red Notice. Which is the, the the movie with The Rock, Ryan Reynolds, and Gal Gadot in it? Which was like originally supposed to be a Universal movie, but it was way too pricey, so Netflix bought it for two hundred million dollars. Um, so it's a it's one of Netflix's pricier movies. So and essentially, The Rock either has to hunt down these uh, a, a con artist, which ironically is played by Ryan Reynolds, and a jewel thief played by Gal Gadot, and um. You want to get the three of those together. I mean, Ryan Reynolds and The Rock together. I mean, in the small portion Ryan Reynolds had in Fat and Hobbs and Shaw, he he clearly was having fun with The Rock. And I mean, and then the fact that he even got his own tat, the same tattoo as The Rock's character. <laughs> in the movie. That was hilarious. That was hilarious. That was- but no, I mean, so I don't that again. You can look online. And like, I think it's like 73 movies from Netflix that are going to be released on sometime this year. So, again, that's that's not that's stuff that's not on this list. So, there's there might be other movies that we've missed. And that's because I just don't know the release date of them. But there's a ton of other stuff. Like, I think there's supposed to be another Jason Statham movie with Guy Ritchie out this year. No idea when. It's called A Wrath of Man. Um, but it's Jason Statham going back with Guy Ritchie. And that's where he started his workout was with Guy Ritchie. So, um, again, that this is stuff that I could think of. But if, there, if there's anything right. else anybody else is excited for, let us know in the comments. We want to hear what you think about hopefully this year gets us a lot of great stuff. And if we were able to watch it or not get pushed. <laughs> exactly. And then, of course, you know, you guys go ahead and listen to part one of this that we just did um just a few minutes ago the only reason why it was cut kind of short is because i had something that i had to deal with real quick so that's why i made this part two segment out so yeah. go on and check that out and of course you guys can also check us out on youtube at movie lovers tonight over there as well this is more of our little chill relaxation kind of time just uh having two people on a panel just talking about movies like good friends that we are and yep. the other one, the other show that we do, we do movie reviews, TV reviews. As a matter of fact, I actually do a WandaVision uh, after show on Fridays at 8 o'clock p.m. Central Time, 9 o'clock Eastern, 6 o'clock Pacific Time with Tamika. I'm also doing, of course, a Black History Month with Tamika as well. So, you know, we, we have a lot of stuff going on, a lot of exciting things. So I hope that you guys give us a follow and just... You know, tell us what you guys are looking forward to, or what you want from us as well, because we want to we want to know what you want as a, for a show and yep. everything too. We'll be picking back so, Dexter back up soon. Um, we we have a Dexter yep. after show. Um, we like I said, we were trying to plan it so like we can get it done before the the premiere of the new season, and we got time because we don't know when the new season's gonna bat. So when we start that back up, we'll be doing season three, so you have some time to 
get caught up and be with us because we're now we're getting into the the one of the the the, the better two seasons. We're we're gonna be covering them next. Um, yep. And I'm actually finishing up my Sopranos uh, reviews and everything, too, on the podcast. Because I've been doing these Sopranos uh, reviews since uh, July of last year. And went from season one all the way up to season six now. And Mike, it's going to be me, Mike, and Stephanie that are going to be reviewing season six, part one. And I'm in fact, on the podcast only, I'm going to be calling it Side A. And then once I get done with part two of the Sopranos, season six, part two of the Sopranos, that's going to be called side B. So think of it as like a cassette tape where you have one side A, one side B. So that's how I'm doing that. And then, you know, we have a lot of exciting things. We have movie news, movie reviews, TV news, after shows, stuff like that that you want to go and check out. Check out, check us out on Movie Lovers Unite on YouTube. And of course, where you get your podcasts from as well. We do a live uh, broadcast as well on YouTube and everything just like we're doing right here. So that's everything that we have going on. If you guys want to give us a follow, go to Movie Lovers TV Lovers Unite on Facebook, Movie Lovers TV Lovers Unite on Pinterest. Or for all your entertainment needs and wants, go to www.movieloversunite.com. And then we're also sponsored by Audible. Get yourself a 30-day trial period off of that. And then, of course, you can go and sign up for our Patreon at www.patreon.com forward slash movieloversunite. And then Movie Lovers Unit, you can follow me there on Twitter, or John DeGorio8 on Twitter. On both of those, you can follow me. Um... So that's all the places that you can follow me on. I'm glad that you guys enjoyed the show. And I hope that you guys join us again next time. As a matter of fact, Sunday, I'm going to have my friend Mike with me. We're going to be doing a Mafia Talks uh, movie review of Goodfellas coming up on Sunday. And then Monday, we have our Sopranos movie um, Mafia Talks Monday. And that's actually just going to be an audio-only podcast. And that's going to have me, Stephanie, and Mike on the show for that. So, always until next time, it's been fun. It's been a blast. Thank you again, Charlie, for doing this and everything. And thank you guys for being awesome in the live chats and everything, too. We do appreciate it. I'm happy to answer any questions that you guys have. If you guys want to, go ahead and drop us an email at movieloversunite at gmail.com. And always until next time, bye-bye. See ya.